We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. If my voice doesn't sound anything like John Carlos, that's because it's not. This is Hot Take Harry's maiden voyage as host of the Heat Beat Podcast. Woo! Uh, thank you, thank you. John uh, Carlo is not with us today because if you guys didn't know, he wrote a horrific tweet um, saying that Magic Johnson would be throttled in today's NBA if he was playing. Our bosses at the Five Reasons Sports Podcast decided that he needs a suspension. So Giancarlo has been sus- suspended indefinitely. And uh, maybe when he wises up and has some better takes, he will be back on the pot. But six, in the meantime... Six to eight weeks, right? Six to eight weeks suspension sounds about right. In the meantime, let's get to our cast of characters today. We have with us uh, co-founder and producer Brian Goins. Hello, how's it going? We have Heat Twitter president, Alf. What up? We have Saucy Nuggets, Lefty Leif. Bam out of bio is Rashid Wallace with culture. Ooh. We have pun master and statistician, Nikias Duncan. What's up? And our special guest today, we have Ryan Cortez from uh, High Noon, a new show on ESPN starring uh, Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre. Ryan, how are you? Hello, sir. The great thing about being Giancarlo today is all you have to do is just say, welcome, welcome, welcome. And like, you've got like half of it, right? Like just talk anime, say, welcome, welcome, welcome. And, and people might think it's him, right? And Tyler Johnson, right? <laughs> Bump, got bumpy. A bunch of bad takes. <laughs> I, I'm good on the takes. I'm not so much into anime, but uh, yeah, it, it, it shouldn't be so hard to beat Giancarlo. 
So now you're already better than Giancarlo. Upgrade. I, appreci- <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate the support. And uh, be- before we get into the podcast today, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but we are now part of the Five Reasons Sports podcast, uh, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Winningham. And they are starting a whole slew of podcasts. Uh, we have Pitch Invasion with Chris Whittingham, which is a soccer podcast, which is going to talk about the upcoming World Cup. We have Three Yards Per Carry, which is our Dolphin podcast. We have Ballscast, which talks about a whole bunch of things. Uh, they talk about culture, sports, and everything else going on in the Miami area. Uh, and we also started a wrestling podcast uh, I can't, honestly cannot think of the name. Smart your territory. <laughs> Smart your territory. I got you there. Smart. Thank you. Thank that's, you, that's with Josh Appel and Mr. Bill. They should cut that up and use it as a promo. They have to. <laughs> I forgot to write that one down. But I don't know when and, that starts. Uh, There's no start date yet, as far as I know. Brian is here to, uh, to back me up. And then finally, in coming in July, we have The Fish Tank with OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt. And they, their first guests are going to be, you know, great dolphins from the past. They already have lined up Aronde Gaston and Zach Thomas. So that's going to be a pretty cool podcast. So uh, this is the network that we're a part of and we're super proud. And uh, let's give them a little taste of five reasons sports. While we have a minute here, want to introduce you to what's going on with the Five Reasons Sports Network. We started with one podcast, the Five Reasons Flagship, that's hosted by myself, Ethan Skolnick, along with Chris Whittingham. But Chris, since then, we've added four more. Yes, we have, Ethan. We have, for the Miami Heat fans out there, we have Miami Heat Beat, Three Yards Per Carry, a juggernaut of a Dolphins podcast, Simon Clancy, C.K. Parrott, Uptown Report on Twitter, doing a brilliant job there, Balls Cast with Chris Joseph and Slim. He does not go by a name. He merely goes by Slim. And then we have Pitch Invasion, which I host. is a soccer podcast. We're going to be going strong during the World Cup. So check out all the other podcasts in the Five Reasons Sports Network. And be sure to check out the Twitter account, at Five Reasons Sports. That's the number five reason sports. We post all the schedules for the podcast, polls, all kinds of cool stuff there. You will not get more information from any other sports outlet in South Florida. Sports by Miami for Miami. Ryan, before we get into what's been going on in the world of basketball, you have a pretty interesting uh, work history. You, did a, you worked for uh, Highly Questionable with Dan Lebetard, and you did you worked on uh, De, Desus and I said it wrong. Jesus and uh, Mero. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Hold on. That was the whitest thing you've ever done. I was pra- I was practicing the whole time, and I still said it wrong. I said Jesus, but with a D. Fine, Come on. Well, yeah, Jesus we don't we don't do five that is the Miami no, no, version no, no, no. of Jesus and Mero. Jesus and Mero. <laughs> download, download Cash App right now and send me two dollars for pronouncing that. I will. I will send it. I will send it to you after the show. But I was wondering, like, I was wondering your best story about working on these programs. Like, what, what, maybe a funny story you could share with us? Oh man, um, I was thinking about it today. Dan was was doing a segment where he was talking about that the show used to be something where. It was a learning experience and they were learning about advanced metrics and stats. And I remember being maybe 16 or 17 years old, some young kid. And I, uh, I ran into the room where Dan and Stugatz were doing the radio show. And I tried to explain to Stugatz the difference between rate stats and uh, per play stats or whatever the, the two are. And, and it, like it went completely over his head. And I mean, that was like, I had so many moments trying to teach Stugatz and try, and then you just realize like, 
it's just more fun to, to sit in that. So, um, yeah, I mean, my work history is, is all over the place. Like I went from working at a, a college newspaper and trying to be a journalist and writing for ESPN, and then I jumped into TV. And I also like worked at Dan's radio show along the way. So I have kind of dived into all three and, uh, yeah, I mean the, the big lesson, the big story is just find the funny. That's, that's always what Dan is, is saying. But and Ryan, um, for those who don't know you, you are a Miami guy. You wrote for Miami New Times. Uh, you're like Miami to the soul, right? Like, you know, you've done, you've gone out, you've done Jesus and Marrow. You're doing High Noon, but at the at the core of you, you're a Miami guy. Dude, I'm 305 till I die. Like, I was I was born in Kendall. Every shirt, every Shout out. hat I wear. Represent. <laughs> I live in Kendall. Oh, you still live in Kendall. Is what you, how white do you guys sound? Shout out, represent. Thank you. For that. Ryan, uh, Ryan, this no, is why like, I had so Miami. Yeah, Ryan, this is why I had to start my own podcast because this. Hey, <laughs> this don't don't me in with these man. people, man. Come on now. <laughs> Alf hit me up. He's like, man, I need a pop culture podcast like these white guys. My God. So um, wait, what's the I name of your podcast, Alf? I need to get the joke. Oh, my new podcast. It might uh, as well. Yeah. Oh, I can plug. Go for yeah, light skinned opinions. Plug. Uh, the, the podcast is called Light Skinned Opinions. Um, Great it's name. me doing a lot of cursing and being very pro-black and proud. Things I'm not allowed to do here because of Harry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we charge you for this ad space, by the way. <laughs> Don't, all right, no problem. It just comes right back to the wallet. We're all good. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a big fix. <laughs> I don't, is, it, is it really like I am very white, so I don't understand. Am I supposed to be offended when people say I sound very white? I mean, that's like... I'm no, halfway different. Not at all. <laughs> you should just be you, man. Trust me. That I mean, this is this yeah, is who I am. You know, you're I can't. Okay. I can't. Exactly. Yeah. The day, I, the day Susan Merrill was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. No, well, you Ryan, know when you. <laughs> but Ryan's from Kendall, so I want to ask him. Gianni says oh, God, that no. there's no place more Miami than Kendall, Stop which it. I think is one of the worst takes of all time. It might be worse than the Magic Johnson take. As a man from Kendall, is Kendall the most Miami place in Miami? Say yes. No. No, it has to be Hialeah. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Yeah. Like, this is why sense- man, like, I love, I love Hialeah. And Hialeah, we could do a 30 for 30 on it. Like, there's Santeria in the streets. Like, Hialeah is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, this is why John Carlo got suspended. It's just terrible takes again and again. So he's, you know, we're going to give him a little time off to think about all the mistakes he's made. Uh, let's get into basketball a little bit, guys. Let's talk about earlier this week, uh, odds for the NBA championship next year came out from Vegas. And the Heat are sitting uh, tied for fifth at 20 to 1 with the Lakers. So uh, Vegas might know a little bit about what LeBron is thinking, or what, what are you guys thinking? Leif, what, what, do you, what do you think about this? these odds? I think our odds are directly tied to the fact that people think that we have the opportunity or the chance at getting LeBron, um, and that is completely... I mean, I'd love to be the one who sit here, who sits here and says that it's uh, about Pat Riley and all the things he can do, blah, 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 because y'all know that that's the hill that I'm going to die on. But I think that this is really directly correlated to they look around the league, they see which teams would possibly get a meeting, which teams have even a shot in the dark at getting LeBron James, and any of those teams are going to inevitably end up having better odds, uh, even ones that you wouldn't expect, and that's why you see them in front of teams like Toronto, and I think there was another Eastern Conference team that they were uh, clearly ahead of that finished uh, ahead of them in the standing. So that's my take. 
Uh, to piggyback on you, Leif, there's a quote from John Murray, who's Westgate's super books odds maker. He said, when you have LeBron in free agency, you have to be careful. You got Philadelphia, Miami, the Lakers, and even Houston as potential destinations outside of Cleveland. We cut all those odds down and we'll raise them back up as the teams don't sign. Well, I already saw it move to 30 to 1. In one of the Did it move back games, already? So. Yeah, 30 to 1. And I, I think Cleveland went to 20 to 1, which is. Nope. I, I'm not allowed to say it. I apologize. Yeah, um, it's, gonna pro- it's probably going to happen like that every like three days, and we're going to have to keep coming back here. What do you think it means this time? What do you think it means this time? Well, nah, Cleveland it's, went it's to 20 to 1. Odd. Cleveland went to 21. He's not staying in Cleveland. Nah, like, no shot. Yo, not after what happened bench? the other night. Him on the bench in that silence, that was uncomfortable. That was some <laughs> awkward moments. When I was watching that, like I literally felt awkward watching it. And then you see him look up and set up Ty Lue with the, did we have any timeouts left? And then That was the thing. He was waiting for him to come back to the bench. He was waiting for him to come back to the bench just so you can call him on that timeout shit. Like that was... That was flawed yeah. as fuck from LeBron. Like, he should have done that to that man. Yo, LeBron knows how many timeouts they're going to have five years from now in game six of the semifinals in whatever conference he's playing in. <laughs> Come on now with this. Like, he didn't know that they had a timeout left. Yo, but my man James Posey <laughs> behind LeBron was so yeah. dejected. Like, what the fuck am I doing in Cleveland? <laughs> like, <laughs> I played for other teams. Like, Boston ain't got an assistant coaching spot. Like, he was sitting there so dejected. Poor James hey, Posey. Do y'all think Wade was happy that he avoided like that awkward moment on that bench? Like he had to have gone there, you know, like he looks at the screen, TV screen, and he's like, okay, that could have been me. <laughs> I think you make a fun point because I think Gianni was debating last night about how LeBron doesn't have any peers on the bench. So he's looking around. No one's really talking to him or even trying to like coach him up saying like, yo, even if it's an overtime game, you still have a chance to win this game. It seemed like at that point, he already accepted defeat because it was just him against everyone else. Like, guys, what do you think? I mean, I can't blame him for feeling like that. <laughs> you drop that many points on the best team, arguably, ever, and to have it come down, I mean, you basically lose a chance to beat steal game one because George Hill misses a free throw, and then J.R. Smith with the ultimate brain fart. Like, I mean, I don't blame him at all for being dejected. Yeah, I think Jr. was shooting at that other basket. Like, I, I'm 100% convinced of what Dan was saying. Like, I can't think of anything else plausible in terms of why he was trying to run so fast. His quote after the game where he, he immediately starts saying, I was trying to get off enough space, and then he starts taking the quote somewhere else. I think he's shooting at the other basket. I got to be honest. Life, was it you that posted those screenshots of, like, all the players looking at Jr. and JR's like, Face is completely yeah. looking at the they're basket. All like, they're all like, yo, where the hell is he going? What the fuck is this guy doing right now? Like, he's like going in the wrong direction. It almost looked like he thought he was going to be fouled. And he was like avoiding players to not get hit so that the clock would run out, which leads me to believe that maybe he thought they were up one. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm kind of grasping plaus- at straws. The <laughs> only plausible explanation. Well, there's two. He One, he was drunk. Which I believe that he needs to be Fire breathalyzed man. every time he gets back to the bench because who knows what's in his Gatorade. <laughs> or two, <laughs> or two, he didn't know the score. An NBA player didn't know the score. And I put this out on Twitter the other day, and I because I, I was live tweeting from the Heat Beat account. Like Bron used to play with Shane Battier, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen. Welcome to Ray the projects. <laughs> like he used to play with like guys with the highest basketball IQ you've ever seen. And he has a dude at the end of a game one of the NBA finals who doesn't know the score. 
Like, if you're going to, like, look, and at the end of the day, though, who, why is J.R. Smith on that team? Harrison, tell him. Because of LeBron. Like, LeBron decided that J.R. Smith was an upgrade over uh, Dion, so that trade happened. And then, when they could have just let J.R. Smith go and out into the streets or wherever he needed to go, they re-signed him to a big deal. And that's why he's still there. The best part of the J.R. Smith thing was the quote a couple days later where he was saying, yeah, listen, like, it's, it's tough playing with LeBron. It's a different, you know, it's a different kind of game. But it's tough playing with me, too. Or, like, as if, <laughs> as if he was comparing himself to LeBron. Yes. I mean, he... He's a crazy cat, and I like I, I, you. Got to respect J.R. Smith's hustle, man. Like, came out of high school, has made a lot of money in the NBA, has has been around the league for a long time, making these boneheaded plays. You know, he came out and said, he came out and said, I'm glad it was me because really, who else could have suffered under that kind of pressure of not knowing the score? If Kevin Love did that, if uh, if you know George Hill already missed the free throw, if he had somehow gotten the rebound and figured didn't know that, they, I mean, it, they were lucky to survive that. That's some shit Mario Chalmers could survive. Like, people would <laughs> see that. My favorite like, player of all time. Crazy. Thank you. <laughs> That's some shit Dion Waiters could survive. No, see, uh, Mario would eat half court. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Nikaias is right. Mario and Dion were, they, they, even if they were up one, they would have still been trying <laughs> to score. Like, <laughs> Dion's shooting that three. Dion's running back to get to the three point line to shoot it. Not to run the clock out, like, those guys, even if they didn't know the score, they were going to try to score again. <laughs> I sent a yeah, tweet. I, I see everybody is, like, looking at their phones, because I just sent out a tweet that's, like, Kelly Olenek on J.R. Smith's moment from uh, Iron Wonderman, and he says that all the time, I feel like I've forgotten the score before. So it's not just J.R. It would have been Kelly, too. Well, like, J.R. Smith is in New York. Anybody buying that shit. <laughs> I don't I don't believe him. I think they probably just asked him and he was like probably at some isn't he like doing some kind of camp or something? He, he is just, doing a camp. I think he, I forgot. This. Yeah, he's probably back in Canada right now. He he donated like he's, half his hair. Like he's, a, he's a Miami Heat condition, boys. I'm telling you. Kelly Olenek. He's gonna take a leap. He's gonna be guarding point north off switches now Ooh. He's at the hippie combine smoking weed, playing the guitar, playing hacky sack and shit. <laughs> Every year I'm picking a, a different cat, and I'm like, he's taking a leap. It's happening, JJ. No, your leap definitely leap. is Bam right now. Is, isn't that everyone's leap right now? Yeah, that, that's my crap. Have, have you all seen the Instagram videos of Rasheed? Yeah. I mean, Bam Bam looks like he's working hard, and Joel Embiid's dunking on sixth graders in the, uh, in the Philly uh, blacktops. So, you know, we, we, see, we see who's real good. Yeah, Joel Embiid's dunking on science teachers and shit, and they're putting it on YouTube. Like, like really? I mean, like his boss sub-tweeted him with burners, so, I mean, it, there are worse things that he could be doing right now. <laughs> he could be tweeting from the burner like a son. Did you, you, guys saw, you guys saw the Sixers just hired a law firm to investigate the Brian Colangelo mess. Wait, I want to know, does Ryan know about the, the Hassan burner? Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, Miami Heat Twitter deserves credit for that, and I don't think enough <laughs> exactly. reporters have given Miami Heat... Let's talk about Miami Heat Twitter for a second. There is no Heat Twitter smarter and funnier than the Heat Twitter. The, the, the reporter who tweeted the other day, Sixers, Heat Twitter is the best. You're wrong. I'm sorry. It's Heat Twitter. Yes. Get you forgot to mention man. Ruthless, man. Heat Twitter is ruthless. Do not do not come at us. We will find out where you live, what you like to do, and it will. we will get you. <laughs> and then we'll blow up your Twitter with 30 cambies. Hey, yo, Harrison just said, we will get you. <laughs> Doug. I- I've never been personally responsible for anything bad that happened to someone, but I've seen it happen, and I am warning you, do not come at us. You, you will feel the pain. 
Well, all of that is true. And then it's all followed by 10 tweets about how Mario Chalmers is the best player to ever live. And like, they're half serious. And so he Twitter is the greatest. Justice better. Justice better. Justice exactly. better. Can be GIF. The can be GIF is really, um, it's like the summation of everything we've ever done with he Twitter, right? Like, it's, it's become like, okay, we don't even have to be witty anymore. Someone just sends up that can be signal. <laughs> And it's like boom. Okay, guys, please. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite was Playing Gianni. The other, Gianni. Somebody said stoop, something stupid the other day, and Johnny was just like, "Are you familiar with the former Rocket Center?" And it was like, "Bam, thirty campies, boom, 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 boom." And it's the worst because not only do you get thirty notifications for of, of Camby gifts, then everybody likes and retweets them. So you keep boom, get, replied, reply. Someone liked to reply. Someone liked to reply. Like it's happened to me. Like when I first came back to Twitter. I don't know. I said something stupid. I didn't even know what the Cami gift was. And yo, they just got me. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna have to turn off my phone. My battery's about to die. This shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think I just I think I just called that shit Cambi Jeff a moment ago, which is like showing no, my age. The creator of the, the creator of the gift says it is Jeff. Yeah, ah, but I'm not gonna see Jif, I knew Jif that is, all along. Never mind. Forget no. I said anything. No, you're good. So you didn't you, I mean you're you're white as well, but you didn't have to do that. So it's all like but GIF for me is peanut butter, so it'd be weird for me to call it like GIF is peanut butter and GIF is the thing that you want to. Okay, post but what does the G in GIF stand for? Um, Graphic, uh, right? Yes. Good question. So it's GIF. Like that's the thing. I know it's what the creator of GIF say, of GIF says, but if the G in your acronym stands for graph, graphics interchange format. All right, then let's. I think. I think. I think he he president alphas right here. I think we should go yeah, with GIF. It's, it's but we're not mad at we're not mad at you, Leif. Like, GIF is fine. It's also just really good peanut butter. <laughs> Guys, let's let's uh, let's shift a little. Let's talk a little about game two last night. It was the first um, the first time in this matchup between the Warriors and the Cavs in the finals that the Warriors uh, won a game wire to wire. Uh, and, you know, you hear people are complaining about the refs. People are complaining about this. Do you guys feel bad for LeBron? Does anyone feel, I mean, he kind of, this is the bed that he made. He's laying in it now. I mean, the thing that happened behind at the end of game one is stupid because it's, it's, it's something that's ridiculous. But, I mean, he's the reason this stuff is happening, no? Yeah. I mean, do you feel bad for him is a really interesting question because, like, narratively, it's set up in a way where even if he loses, he wins, like almost, you know what I mean? Like if he's going to put up 50 and Dan, like, let's say he wins the MVP and he gets swept, but he puts up 50 this whole series. Like he's almost a martyr in the series. Like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time, no, like, you know what I mean? Left my hand. Out of here. It's so funny. Cause like when he first went back in the first couple of series, um, where they faced golden state, I was going for the warriors. I was like rocking that heat logo that had the warriors logo in the middle of it. Um, like I was flagrant about that deal. And now, like, as I watch the finals now, I have to admit that I am rooting for LeBron James to win. And that is weird. Uh, particularly because I cannot stand Cleveland and that's the Jersey that he's wearing. So it's like weird. How I've done this uh, complete 180 on, on LeBron himself. What more uh, kind of makes me sad is that all this shit is not happening with him in a Miami heat Jersey. And I just think about like, had they been in, had they had the opportunity to reset and actually retool that team around LeBron and actually had Riley and LeBron go out and recruit together, what that could have been for the next decade and that's where uh, the emotional Heat fan that I am gets sad. Well, well, two, th- two things, Leif. Like you, make two, uh, you make a good point, right? 
because when he won that one title, everybody was like, well, LeBron was right, right? He, he, uh, his decision paid off to go back to Cleveland. But are you going to tell me that if he wasn't in Miami for the last four years, they wouldn't have been in the finals every single year with the way the East is? The East is trash, right? And so he would have been in the finals eight straight years, whether he left Miami or stayed. And he might have he still got one championship. So really, I don't know if, he, if, if it really legitimizes his decision or not. And then about feeling bad for him, I don't feel bad for him as much as I feel bad for his teammates. Because like Ryan was saying, no matter what he does, this motherfucker is coming out of this shit so clean. Like I'm talking about jerk, like not a not a spot on the jersey. Like the dude is coming out of this clean. Like he's gonna score 50 a game. He knows he's about to get swept, but he's gonna rock his 50, 40 points a game, and he's gonna come back like, yo, you dudes, like y'all lost. I ain't lose. Y'all lost. And <laughs> y'all the reason I'm leaving. Yeah, and the rest of the team, like, could you imagine being Rodney motherfucking hood? Like, what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna talk back? Like, no, you're Rodney Hood. Shut up. You lost the series for Has he played Rod- yet? The, oh, he played garbage minutes last night. But the Rodney Hood, did you hear him? They were interviewing Rodney Hood, or he he spoke for an article, and he was saying that he he watches old jazz highlights of himself yes. because he's that <laughs> depressed. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like you're, you're an you're an NBA player. You're I mean you were a very good young player. You get traded to the Cavs, and suddenly you're just like um, you have to you have to watch old highlights of yourself. That's ridiculous. I've never heard of anything so so ridiculous. Nikias, was Ronnie Hood a good player before a trade deadline? Yes or no? He was inconsistent. So why did I mean, everyone he, hype him up okay. so much? You said what? Why did everyone hype him up so much? Oh, because he's had flashes of being a three-level scorer. He's a versatile wing, has some passing chops. Like, when he was on, he looked like a guy that could post a 25-5 and five season. But he also had a lot of lows that even Jazz fans could with. So I guess that's why you never really saw them mourning the trade when he got um, shipped out because they kind of knew what those lows were. And in Cleveland, he just hasn't had the high. So it's really just been a bunch of middling play. And now he's basically unplayable. I got a Is question. It- Where do you find Rodney Hood highlights? <laughs> <laughs> like, did he have someone put it together special for him? Like, did he have. <laughs> Did he, did he hire like an advertising firm to put a, put together a promo? <laughs> no, that's video? what James Posey's doing right now. It's James Posey's job. <laughs> James Posey's job is to make Rodney Hood highlight videos. Like, where does he find that? Talking about an emotional support dog. He needs like an emotional support YouTube channel. Like, just plug all his, his highlights. Keep him on a feed. Is is Rodney Hood closer to Daquan Cook or Donovan Mitchell? Like, where, where's his trajectory? Are we going Daquan or are we going Donovan? Someone compared him to Dion Waiters the other day, and I think it might or be Daquan right. Daquan Cook. The guys, is it true that he has the same stats as Dion Waiters over the last three years? Um, I haven't seen that. I saw, I saw someone Brian, post a side-by-side hold on, of it. Hold on, man. Brian be asking the stats. Like, Nikaias got all this stuff plugged up. What on are you talking about? He's on basketball day. reference every single day. He's the most likely out of everyone here to know this that number, correct? It's true. He's got very a question. Cool. Nikaias, do you have basketball reference pulled up on your computer right now? Uh, I do not. I have NBA.com pulled up. Okay. Nikaias, <laughs> in the second round of 2009, in the Jazz versus the Pelicans, Eastern Conference Finals, who got five fouls in the fourth quarter and had 
five possessions per game. The funny thing is I have porn pulled up on my computer right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I roll. That's my research. Is Ryan drinking out of a bottle of vodka right now? Nah, man, it's a giant, giant water bottle. It's actually super efficient. Sure, Vanessa. I really, I really like how Alpha's just projecting what he would like to be doing right now. Like, right. is that a bottle of vodka over there? I really want to be. Drinking Wait, that. do you you think this cup is full of water? Like, hell no! I know what's in there. Al. <laughs> you, y'all know how I get down. A few minutes before we started, I had to go get a drink together. Trying to refocus the pot a little bit. I guess my my issue with uh, why why would you do that? Yeah, why why? <laughs> Alpha and I want to derail this thing like so badly. <laughs> Well, you can, but let's just try to focus and then go back. It just, yeah. Um, I don't mind. I don't tried mind. so hard. I don't mind. Like, I'm, 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 like, I'm, I'm going to do a good job of hosting. I'm going to do a good job. Come oh, on, I, let's, I, talk I, I, let's talk about Rashid. Let's talk about Rashid and Bam. I do sound white. This is terrible. <laughs> you're killing it, man. You're killing it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But here, listen, my issue with my issue with LeBron has never been the way he plays ball or I mean, he's the best player I've ever seen play. Uh, My issue with LeBron is all the little petty stuff that he does. And I realized I was a big member of Team Petty for a while, so it's ironic. But like we mentioned, we mentioned earlier that he knows how many timeouts he has. He knows he's on camera. He waits until like he's either doing it so J.R. Smith can hear how many timeouts that they had a timeout left, or he's trying to throw Ty Lue under the bus. Like there, there is a method to his madness. The dude who can remember which play he ran five years ago, like Leif was mentioning earlier, knows how many timeouts they had left. So one, why didn't he call a timeout? And and then, like, it's, it, I think he's just he knows he's going to lose the series. And it's just it's just self-preservation at this point. He's like, I've done everything I can. I'm going to try my hardest. You saw him after the game. He was wrapped up in all that in all that ice. He was wrapped up in as much. Did you guys see the picture of JaVale McGee all no, wrapped up Javel, in ice after playing? Play JaVale McGee in ice. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd really Stop rather it, talk Stop about it. that. I'd yeah, really he, rather he talk about JaVale McGee in a basically a, a walking ice tub after six minutes of game time. And I feel him because that would be me. Put me for six minutes in a full court game, like I'm, I'm <laughs> like, yo, I'm out for next game, coach. Like I gave you everything I got. I gave you all I got. Six minutes. I won't be good till game five if needed. Like, <laughs> but like Javale after six minutes, like, and he's young. Why was he rocking so much ice after six minutes? Like, doesn't make. Nikias, do you have a stat on that? <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I, I can give you some time. Points a night after he wraps up a night, so I think that's that's probably why. Hey guys, I can give you some time. When it comes to samples, size matters. Except for this next segment, let's have some fun with some small, teeny weeny sample sizes. This is small sample size theater. Featuring Lake Heights, Duncan or Christian Hernandez, whoever is available. Well, all right. Um, JaVale McGee came out of nowhere, considering he barely played in the last round and got the start in game two. The Warriors had a plus six net rating with him in the starting lineup. Um, Their offensive rating was an absurd 131.6. And they shot 90 percent at the rim with JaVale in the game. And it's all oh, sustainable. Actually had sustainable. For that. Is that what? Yeah, we had imaging. That's our 
that that's the that's the peak of our production right there. There you go. Yeah. The, um, those, the those numbers are ridiculous, and that was the first game that McGee started last or this playoffs or at least a series. What is it? Just because Thompson was so bad? Like, why did he? I watched the game and I still couldn't figure out why he was dominating so much. Like, that's how surprising that was. What do you think, Nikias? Like, he's their one rim runner, and when you already have to account for Steph thirty feet from the basket, if you screen with Javale, you kind of have to hedge out to take away the pull up from Steph. And Javale rolls so hard, and he has the seven seven wingspan, I believe, and he's a great finisher at the rim. So you got a lot of easy slips, especially when Cleveland was botching switches. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to get that deep with it. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, like, I think people legitimately forget that JaVale's on the court. Like, it, it literally looked like they just kept forgetting. Like, yo, oh, shit, JaVale's out here. And he's seven feet nine, and he could dunk at any time, except when he's directly under the rim. <laughs> Which was maybe the funniest moment of the playoff. I don't know. JR takes the cake. Oh, you're right. I, like, that, that's forever going to be... The top two funniest moments came in the same game, which is amazing to me. What do y'all think of this Lebatar theory of um of the Heat meeting with LeBron this offseason to plan how they're going to clear the decks to bring him on next offseason? High in the sky, to... crazy. If it ends with Dion back in Cleveland, I'm with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of where I'm at. Send Hassan and Dion to Cleveland. That's poetic justice somehow. I'm apologize to Ryan for this, but I think Levitar was high as shit when he said that. Like, <laughs> that makes no sense to me at all. Like, he's not staying play there. Play the he's reckless not... speculation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't. Those... Did they play the reckless speculation music? I didn't hear it. No, I mean, he's no, saying I'm because saying I said he's, he's accusing high as shit. Being high. You don't get the show. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I've already, I've already been fine. Look, and I don't look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I do want to make one serious heat point since I've derailed this so much. The, the thing when we, when we talk about like the heat blueprint and can they get LeBron and all this stuff that I think people miss and that we don't talk enough about is just how much luck was involved in the original blueprint, man. Like we don't spend enough time talking about Anthony Carter's agent and Darko Milicic, and like nothing else matters if those two things don't exist. And so when we talk about can they get in the room with, with LeBron? Can they get this? Can they get that? All of those are going to be answered by, like, are we going to get lucky or not? And the answer is usually not. Like, luck is, is not going to go your way you, most of the time. So that would be the thing I think we're missing most often when we have these pipe dream discussions. No, I mean, it's true. A lot of it, a lot of it was lucky in the, the, the way that we cleared the books and everything worked out the way it did. And that LeBron lost. I mean, if LeBron would have won in Cleveland, why was he going anywhere? So... You know, these are all things mm-hmm. that, that had to happen for the Heat to get lucky. The thing about what Lebatar was saying is like, okay, fine. If you want a free agent meeting, that means LeBron has to opt out and then find a place to play for one year. Because I just don't see him going back to Cleveland. Like, you saw the way he treats Dan Gilbert anytime he walks by him. I mean, there's so much disdain there. Uh, maybe even hatred. And, it's you know, it, it makes sense the way that the letter that Gilbert wrote and the things that he said about LeBron. But, yeah, and do the Heat, like... You know, the the Heat, of course, if LeBron wants to sit down with them, they should obviously take that meeting. And if they want to plan something crazy, they can. But the truth is the Heat should just try this offseason to get out of some bad contracts, work at what they have, make sure uh, Bam is getting better, and, you know, try to build something. We had uh, – Battier was up for the Detroit job, so it's good that he's staying because I think Battier is a big part of the future. What, I mean, are you guys, like, 
okay that like happy that he is staying okay if he left what were you thinking when that happened yeah i don't I think, think that he was ever going anywhere yeah i mean i think that they have big plans for him to be you know in pretty much a lead role uh for the franchise so they they probably had to make that abundantly clear in order to make sure that he wasn't going to be steered elsewhere in some elevated role in the front office but um, so, yeah, I'm happy to, that he stayed. I think that um, it's likely that someone like Juwan could get pou- poached at some, about to say pouched, <laughs> poached at some <laughs> point. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, I mean, I think that that speaks to having a good staff. And, uh, you like, know, so okay. it's not all bad, but you got to keep Shane around. Why were people so, like, of an art? Like, see, I understand the Shane thing because you want, um, <clears throat> I think he has a lot of clout in this league. I think a lot of players look up to him, respect his intelligence. But, like, people were, like, getting up in arms about Jawan leaving. Oh, no, Jawan's going to leave. Like, and? I mean, like, is Dale gone? I think Jawan is, like, the one guy that consistently relates with the players there, right? Okay, and, okay, and so here's, here's my thing. Jawan leaves that roster spot that UD's taking up. Like, and I love UD to death. And, honestly, now I'm going to say I'm, I'm side-swiping UD on the podcast. Like, I would love UD to take that Jawan seat. Um... If he doesn't, I'm not mad that 15th roster spot it was UD's until he feels like giving it up. But like, I would love to see UD get into that spot. Like, what is it? What else is he gonna? Oh, he, I guess he got to run that subway. <laughs> so he's a you better be careful running your mouth on this podcast. No, what? He, so you got to run the subway. Yo, he got like eight yeah, that, subway. <laughs> you know, stop shit. That shit don't run his damn self. You better stay out of Southwest ranches, Alf. Don't be seen in nah. Southwest ranches. Do you guys okay, want to hear okay. a funny you you want to hear a funny Batty story? Um, my mom, my mom and dad kind of Batty just like, I, maybe just don't just just <laughs> let, let me go and you tell me if it's bad afterwards. So bad, <laughs> so Batty sits next to my parents at the Heat game, and like he and my mom always chat. Whatever he, you know, she's like, oh, he's the nicest guy. So a few, it was one of the playoff games. Batty is sitting kind of where Zoe sits, off to the side, like Zoe and um and Coach Tony and all those guys. So my mom like looks over at Shane Battier and she she was like he looked at me like I was some kind of snack or something. It was just like he it was just this weird look and my and my mom was so embarrassed like she didn't cuz obviously like <laughs> I guess she, yeah, I'm telling you like she was she was concerned about the way Battier was looking at her. Oh god. Like a snack. <laughs> like like a snack. Play the library. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone in sports to be successful, they need a team. Unless they're Brian Colangelo and they go rogue. And then you trash your coach, your players, your former players, your former general manager, and then other general managers. I mean, it's kind of the same as business. But that's why more small to mid-sized businesses in South Florida are choosing Greenlight Tech. They're a full-service concierge IT company that gets it right. Greenlight Tech advises, monitors, supports, and keep your important data backed up and secure, which I'm sure Brian Colangelo would have appreciated some security in his uh, tweet leakage. They'll even manage your vendors. Call Greenlight Tech at 561-325-9997. Mention Miami Heat Beat or Five Reasons and get a free assessment. Again, Brian Colangelo, free assessment, would have loved all this security. Sign up and your first month is free. Be unstoppable. Visit greenlighttek.com. Let's end the pod like this. We think the LeBron thing's a pipe dream that Levitard might have been doing something earlier today where he came up with this <laughs> with this ridiculous theory. Um, Ryan's eyes. Le- 
Right, Why do you have the speculation again? My God, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's the best that he can do this offseason? Like what you know, obviously we want we want Bam to keep Bam to keep training with Rashid. Hopefully he takes the, the leap that Lake's been talking about. So let's go round table here. What do you want the Heat to do? Brian, what do you, what do you got? What do you want the Heat to do? I'm all about Kawhi and Boogie on the same team. Trade for both. Okay, that's that's pie in the sky too. Alf, what Alf, what do you want? I think Brian spoke of the same shit Levitard was. <laughs> um <laughs> No, nah, man, realistically, it's it's like Leif said, shedding some bad contracts and letting the kids play. The hashtag for next year is let the kids play. All right. No more middle aged journeymen out there, you know, scrambling for a seventh seed. You know, let's get some young kids scrambling for an eighth seed. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Leif? Um, if they get rid of Hassan Whiteside, I will consider the offseason a success and uh, I will have a fun day on Twitter. But um, if we're talking realistically, they need to swap a big for a wing uh, and they really need someone who can, you know, someone in the mold of an Andrew Wiggins. I don't know if I want that contract, especially because of what it would do to 2020. But somebody like that is, I think, who you need to swap out um, Hassan Whiteside for. And then you need to just shed a guard. And I, I don't know what that means in terms of who it'll be. But uh, but the, it's really addition by subtraction is my theme for the summer, which uh, I'm sure that the people who uh, call out Riley Washed will will now laugh at me about. But that's all good. I'm going to piggyback off Leif a little bit. Um, Miami should trade their starting center. They should also trade their starting point guard. So I would like to see some wings in place of those two. Any wings on the market that you like, like under the radar names, like last year, Tyreek Evans was kind of under the radar. So anyone out there that you kind of look at like, hey, that, he might be a good heat fit, especially under the culture system. Um, I would love Tyreek Evans if um, he doesn't get what he's looking for in free agency. Um, I would like Miami to take a flyer on Danilo Gallinari. Um, I understand the injury concerns, but he's such a versatile scorer and Miami needs a shot creator badly. Maybe Mario we'll Hazonia? We, we buying some Hazonia or not? Oh, I'm fine with that. Can't confirm he's also not a point guard. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like Mario. Also, I'm like, assuming you're having Justice start at the point if you're trading Dragic, right? Absolutely. It's we're way past time for that. Let's get Justice running some high pick and roll. Um, hopefully, he takes another leap as a finisher. We saw some flashes of that in the postseason. So um, that's kind of what I look for. Open up some playing time for Justice and Bam. And Ryan, I've been thinking about how to derail this part too. So all I'm gonna say is just get lucky. <laughs> Uh, because all of you are so much more informed than I am on potential free agents. So th- also, did you guys hear Amino Hassan's theory on what J.R. Smith was thinking? All he said was that gas, like maybe J.R. just didn't account for the L.A. weed. So there's that. <laughs> so wait, so he, he smoked at halftime but hit him right at the end of the fourth quarter? No, man, it could be anything. Dude, like he could have had like an edible. And like, who knows? Reckless, reckless what, like, but who knows? And we didn't do a meme of when the edibles hit? And then you just I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, it's got buried on us. You got JR take it off in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> He's running from his echo. Oh my god. It's gonna be a long summer. 